Special thanks to the Parapost Network for the support of their community. Check out all the great podcasts on the Parapost Network on Facebook. Hi there, friends. Welcome to the No Small Stories podcast, where we explore paths less traveled with creatives and entrepreneurs from all walks of life and in all stages of their journey. No matter how small you start, your story is always a big deal to us. So let's dive into today's episode and meet our guest. So welcome everyone to another episode of the No Small Stories podcast. Today, I get to sit down with Damon Delagreca, who runs Slasher TV. Hello, Damon. Thank you for being with me today. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to talk to you about this app because I am a horror fan. I enjoy horror as a genre of writing, of movies, of TV. So can you tell us just a little bit about what Slasher TV is, just to start, and introduce yourself just a little bit? Yeah, so um, so Slasher is a mobile app and website. It's uh, it's kind of like social media for horror. Um, you know, you've, you've got your, your timeline for your posts and everything. You can make friends. Um, but we also have other resources, too. You know, we've got an events calendar for all different kinds of, like, inventions and, you know, uh, film festivals and things like that um we've got uh news and reviews partners like rue morgue mm-hmm. um halloween jelly news and other companies like that um we've also got a cool movie database where you can rate review and and add movies to oliver has a list for yourself uh we have the same with books um so yeah we're we're really just trying to give people things that that they can enjoy you know mm. All the kind of stuff that a horror fan would would really sort of be into. We're, we're trying I, to cover. It. I love it. I was I like I said, you know, I went and I signed up for an account, and I was on there playing around and looking around. And I do like that there is a. I don't want to. Lack of censorship is not what I necessarily want to say, and it, because it's not a bad thing. But like you do allow right. for obviously, you know, the gore, special effects, and, and oh, yeah. the, the imagery that in a lot of other social media platforms might be you know censored or or taken down or what have you but it does it's part of the horror genre and it's part of the the effects and the things that we really love as horror fans um so i do really love that you have that element in there so let me ask about you though like where does your love of horror begin like how did you come to the horror genre and realm and, and fall in love with it so um i always loved um you know uh like, I, I liked fiction, you know, I, I liked spy and fantasy and, you know, um, all kinds of stories, you know. Um, but then one day I, I was watching cable as a young kid and I happened to stumble upon Poltergeist. And I, That's and I just sat there and watched the whole thing. And I was like, I was just activated the whole time with with not only how interesting the visuals were but also how wild the story was mm-hmm. um you know I, I i it was one of those things where you want to look away but you really can't yeah um so so it was i was in you know i i was i was there for it um and then i i would just you know it, i would go and just Look at all the the things I would watch. Um, it was the uh, 
you know, USA Up All Night would sometimes have movies oh my, like that. Yeah, USA All Night. Right, oh my with God. It's um, so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a classic little thing I haven't thought about in a while. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I would, I, I caught um, Joe Bob Drive-In when he was on the movie channel, TMC. Oh, very um, cool. That was, yeah, I don't know if that was his first, but it was certainly one of his earlier iterations of, of you know, what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to have seen that and, and sort of had that, you know that that guy who, who sort of knew the ins and outs and and was all there to, to sort of guide you through it was was really a cool thing and to see that he's still doing it today is awesome um don't you just love that when you can see yeah. that you know someone who follows their passion and the things that they love to do and the things that really interest them and it, it it's really not a job because they never give it up right it's yeah. it's who you are is what you do and i love seeing that yeah yeah you know, but it, it it's really wild because it kind of came full circle for me because he actually gave us a couple of shout outs on his show that were completely unexpected. So, you know, yeah, so my phone's blowing up. People are messaging me like, hey, man, you know, put on Joe Bob. So I, I, I go and put it on and he's like, I'm, and I'm like, what? what? That's like, so I cool. This, yeah, like I watched this guy as a kid. He sort of was was one of my guides into you know horror and and, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and now he's talking about like one of the things that i did i'm like that's that's really really you know that's cool. and that's when you know um, you've made it that's when you know that you know here i am in this world really and truly for real yeah um but you know if it, it things like that that i have to sometimes take it and I can and just go. That's that's something that, and you know, I I didn't expect it. I certainly appreciate every single time that you know anybody talks about. Um, but but somebody like that sort of throw you those shout outs. It really did mean a lot, and I certainly appreciated. Um, you know, not only his his uh, you know. His, his guidance into horror but but also the fact that you know i feel like he's sort of been there the whole way for me personally and it, it, mm-hmm. it's a really interesting thing um so yeah I, it's they I, say things enough. like don't don't meet your heroes and things like that but when your hero turns out mm-hmm. to be someone who's supportive of what you do like wow what a beautiful thing and i feel like yeah. there is something about people who are into the horror genre and maybe you can speak to this you know but like i do feel like in the horror community similar to the true crime community in in as much as someone from who's not a fan would look at that and think that we're all a bunch of creeps and degenerates and whatever else you know it really is a, a great supportive community you know it is the some of the best people that you meet are people who are interested in this stuff and and yeah. you know I think there's something to be said for the the community element there that that it really is great. And I think that, you know, absolutely you're deserving of getting a shout out from your hero because look at you building a community and a space for people like that to to continue to build their community around their horror passions. And so you absolutely deserve it. I really think that's great. Thank you. I appreciate it. So talk a little bit about 
what was it that made you want to start a community space like this? I mean, you know, is there something that that you were looking for those kind of people or, you know, how did you determine that this was something that was kind of necessary? Yeah. Um, so yeah. for a while I had been really into, um, the convention, um, mm -hmm. you know, I was going to like, you know, end of a year up and down the East coast, checking out whatever I could get to, you know, um, I love to go and, and hang out with the vendors and see all the cool stuff they have stuff that they make mm -hmm. um and and really just you know i've, I've made a ton of friends um it, you know, in the vendor uh, room mm -hmm. um you know and occasionally i'd go in and check out the celebrities and just hang out and talk with them every once in a while if, if it was not too busy just to chat and get to know some other cool people mm -hmm. um so i i really went for the social aspect of it and also, you know, cool stuff. Yeah, it's just fun. Um, right, right. Um, so, you know, spending time with all these people, I would sort of come to learn about other conventions. They would, you know, it was sort of like this network of people that, um, you know, what's the next convention everybody's going to be doing? Where where do you go? What do you do? All that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So it was really just an information exchange. But I found that, it wasn't always good enough. Like a lot of times people would find out about things too late or, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that, or not even know about them at all. So what I did was I just together this calendar and I shared it with all of my friends and said, Hey, you know, here's all the conventions in the U S and Canada, some car adjacent conventions that you might want to check out. You know, if anybody wants to go, you know, talk together and, and see what you want to do. If you want to go together, if you want to, Share information about them. Have at it. So almost um, kind of started as just like a friend group sort of thing. That you're like, yeah, yeah, just trying yeah, to help out my buddies, right? Like, let's do right, some exactly. fun stuff together. Yeah, because I wanted to find out about all the conventions that I might be able to get to. Also, so it was really something that I was doing, just you know, for myself, for my friends. But then, you know, as I would go to more and more of the conventions, I would see more and more things that really just needed to exist for people. Um, you know, it, it's like, okay, we're having a great time here at the convention that we are at, but what do we do the rest of the time? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how are we connecting? How are we, you know, doing the things that we want to do when we're not here? So I really just sort of saw more and more of different types of needs from different types of people, you know, fans like myself. Um, the vendors, um, you know, even, even the, the convention promoters. So I really just sort of sat down and thought about it. And I, I would type up different ideas like, okay, how do we do things in, in ways that are going to help everybody and, and, and give them stuff that's, that's important and useful. So really it just turned into this big, big, big big plan that, that's still kind of growing and um and that's the brilliant thing isn't it it starts from one little seed and then it just keeps growing and evolving and expanding yeah. it, it's really wild like how far this can go um mm -hmm. because really we're all just people right we just happen to have very similar interests and um you know i've 
really spent a lot of time thinking about what it is to be a horror fan, to be a horror creator, to be a horror vendor, and and just found all these different ways that I could help these people connect to the things that are important and useful. Um, so it, it really was a matter of that. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there that I'm not even touching on yet. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you're just seeing some of it, like some of the, the social aspect, the, the movie book, um, but there's really a lot more. And for me, it, it drives me crazy because I have all these things on my head and on paper and everything. And I'm like, all these ideas. Yeah. 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 So it, well, I'm with you a hundred percent. You don't know what my head is full of. If you could right, be here, right. you'd be terrified, but excited. Yeah. Like, I know what's going on. And I look at what, what we have so far, and I'm like, nothing. Like, I, I'm glad that everybody liked it so far. That's awesome. But I'm just like, this is nothing yet. Just wait until we can do the rest of it. And then it's going to be really, really cool. But so, you know, one of those weird places where I'm very critical of, of what I have because it's not to where it can be. But you know, I, I recognize that, that people do enjoy what we have so far. And I'm very appreciative of that. I'm glad and, that I mean, that is such a sign though, of being a creative person though, isn't it? That yes, this is great. These things I'm doing are great, but it could be so much greater and grander and bigger. And you just don't know the things that I have that I'm ready to show the world. And yeah, right, there's, right. there's such a, you're so excited about the looking forward and the things that are coming next, right? And it yeah. sometimes can become a little bit challenging to kind of ground in the moment and say, no, like, look what, what I have and what I've done and how great this is. And, you know, it, it can't help but grow and get more, it just more awesome from here, right? So, but I, you know, that is, a, I find myself in that space lately, actually. So, like, I totally resonate yeah. with that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean... It, it's challenging when when you have all those ideas and and you've worked on things and you're just like, but it it's just not out yet. And it mm -hmm. you know it it it's it's one of those things that that kind of keeps you up at night and 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 you know make sure your your mind just race a million miles an hour like mm -hmm. with what could be. Um. So yeah, yeah. I mean. It's, it's, you know, it's I'm just conjuring in my mind right now already that we write a horror script together about what it's like to be inside the mind of an ambitious, creative person who is just like, you don't know the mountain that I have already moved in my mind. Why don't you come in right. here and join me and see all of the awful little gremlins with their little pickaxes who are like shifting things, right? No, for sure, kind of for sure. Um. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's really a lot. And I think when, when, when you don't have that kind of, I guess, mindset, um, like I find that some people have it and some people don't, and that's fine. It's just how everybody is. Everybody's different. Um, it's, it's just kind of like, like I find it bizarre that other people don't and, and other people find it bizarre that I do. So it's kind of like there's, there's, there's that gap in that middle ground. There. I was going to say the duality um, of human existence, it shows itself. Right. You can't yeah. avoid it. 
Right, exactly. But it's it's fun to and, and interesting to have those differences because you know it, it just sort of it at least for me it, it helps me sort of think that yeah I, I have to constantly remind myself that I'm not like everyone else. Everyone else is not like me, and we mm-hmm. we have to find ways to to connect that are you know in 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 you know so that way um people like me can can make really cool things for for people who may not think that way you know and 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 it's like when when it kind of comes to be it's like okay this is something that works for you you know yeah no it's um I feel like that is another interesting element when you're a creative person who has a lot of different ideas, right? That, you you know, I don't know if I know just like the best ways to say it, but I understand what you're saying. You know, sometimes you feel a little bit as though you have to sort of hold the mindset space of it can be for, I don't know if I want to say maybe more people than you want to necessarily. It it can feel a little bit like, you know, you believe so hard in the things that you are doing and maybe don't necessarily feel like there's the support and belief around you that you might need. Right. And so like, that's something that I think that with like the building of a community, like you're having, that's why it's so important. Right. Because there are people like us who do have the, like, it can be done attitude and the, and the looking towards the more looking towards the next thing, looking towards how can we make it bigger? How can we make it better? How can you like dig into your passions that much deeper? Right. And sometimes being that example for everyone else get a little bit um, exhausting. Right. But that, again, the value of having a community of of like-minded people in a place to go where you can find that sort of camaraderie and, and the, you know, feeling of, of belonging and the feeling of support. Right. It's the thing yeah. that, that can keep you going. So, I mean, again, bravo to you again, because I do just like, it's so exciting. And it's, I, I am excited to get on there more and play around more and meet more new people because it's, again, you don't always find a space where you get to be weird and creepy and spooky and totally accepted for it, right? For sure, for sure. And like you said, you know, so many people who are into horror are really just, of the nicest people ever Um, yeah and um you know it's it's really cool to have that be sort of one of the stereotypes um people don't necessarily realize it uh, Mm -hmm. who might not be into it um but for us we know that that's kind of a stereotype our fans are usually super nice people um right and that's cool it, that is an interesting thing to me. And I wonder if you would like just take a little detour and talk about that for a second with yeah, me. Yeah, of course. So like when I think of, you know, so horror fans or people who are into like paranormal, the supernatural, all those kind of like the, the, I don't know, if you want to say occult or esoteric elements, you know, those kind of genres, those topics. It, it's yeah. the same thing that I, I noticed that like they are some of the people you meet who are like the nicest, most compassionate, most thoughtful people. And I think that there is a certain amount of our willingness to look at the dark side, the ugliness, the, the, you know, the possibilities of negative, the negative capacities that humanity can have, right. Or, or the sort of the nightmare elements of human existence that it does give you some, 
I don't know, additional capacity to be compassionate because you can like, I, I think it makes us look at people more in, in a more nuanced way, right? Because you see a villain yeah. in a horror movie and you know that it's not just a straight up villain, that there is a backstory to it. And like, you can right. find, you can find ways of saying like, well, I kind of get how that happened or how, you know, how that person became that, you know, if you look at like true crime stories or things like that. I mean, yeah. it, it, do you find that is, is maybe a little bit the case or? Well, one of the things that I found just in, in spending a lot of time thinking about things and even just researching you know, because as, as much as man, and to do my home. Um, and one of the things I decided to do was to really try to get a better understanding of, you know, horror fans from different angles. Um, and you know, one of the things I happened to find is that look, a lot of us enjoy horror because it is frankly escapism. Um, now escapism from what? To be a lot of things but you know ultimately it seems like the, the things that we've experienced in our lives in, in one way or another potentially are, are things that have made us kinder yeah mm -hmm. and, and more understanding people um so you know they think that there's there's something to be said for that course that's not everybody um but it is a a common theme for many people mm -hmm. um so it it's really one of those things that you know we are to some degree unified by our experiences which may not have been awesome to some extent in life mm -hmm. um so I think that's give a, given us the ability um, and capacity to sort of, you know, be more compassionate, to be more, uh, you know, to have more empathy towards one another, um, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's good. It's important that that's the direction a lot of take it. Um, you know, and of course, like I said, it's not everybody because that's not the way nature works. But, well, sure. But, you know, I, I do. I agree. I think that generally speaking, when you have people who come to this sort of element, there's there's usually something in your own personal experience that sparks your sort of curiosity about, OK, well, here's this thing I experienced that was uncomfortable or difficult or emotionally traumatic for me. How do I make sense of it in some way? Right. Yeah. And that does cause you to. It, to go deeper into your ability to be compassionate towards others, you know, and isn't like how, how interesting, right? This is probably not the kind of conversation someone would expect if you're talking about horror. That's all right, though. It is true. So let's talk down a little bit about what are some of your favorites? Like, so if when we're in the genre of horror, what are some of your favorites? Are you big into like psychological thrillers? Slasher TV is obviously, it's, are we just full on slasher gore? What's your, where's the sweet spot in horror for you? See, that's, that's a really good question, actually. Um, I'm the kind of person where I can't have 
And the reason is, is because my tastes are constantly changing and evolving. Um, you know, I, I like, I like stories. You know, I, I like good stories. Um, I like good, you know, visual representation. Like that's why I like Poltergeist because it was visually impressive. Um, mm -hmm. the special effects were really cool. Um, the story was really interesting. So when you combine all these things together, I'm sitting there and enjoying the heck out of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it really kind of comes down to that. Like I will watch, um, psychological horror if it's a good story. Um, it's not my go-to. Like mm -hmm. I like to see, um, like I like creature features, monster movies, that kind of thing. Oh, um, monster yeah. movies are my absolute favorite. Please show yeah. me the ridiculous special effects. Right. I, and I'm one of those too. And and I've said this before on a couple of the podcasts, but I love when there are the the actual like prosthetics and the makeup and the and the yeah. you know the physical effects, not that are not just CGI. And like mm -hmm. so like when you go to like the monster movie realm, especially if you're going to like indie films or B horror movies, like that is that's yeah. something that I really love because I love the idea that like someone put so much time and effort into like building whatever that monster is, creating, yeah. you know, the movement of, of whatever animatronics might be involved. I mean, the craftsmanship that goes into it to me is yeah. like, that is something that I absolutely love. Yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, that being, being somebody's imagination kind of come to life in that way, it's really, really cool. Like, that's that's one of the things that um you know i i wish i could do better you know is, is mm -hmm. sort of like take the you know visual and and interpret it in into real life somehow but you know that that's not one of the skills i've i've done but being able that's to do right. always cool well mm -hmm. so it, it, it's wild to sort of be like wow this is what's in somebody's imagination and now it's doing this thing and it, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's usually my go-to stuff. Um I do I do like some of the comedies. I mean, because again, we can thank Joe Bob for this, but um, you know, some of the hard comedy stuff that the real, you know, B movie or or lower. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I remember from, you know, between him and Up All Night. Um you know, seeing things like the Toxic Avenger and, yeah. uh, you know, just really wacky, silly stuff. Um, but because it was done in a certain way, it was just fun. Um, that's, so, um, I, I love, that's kind of what I do love about like the horror movies and things like that is that there is a, some, sometimes they, they intend it and sometimes they di maybe don't, but there is a comedic yeah. element to some of it that it's so ridiculous, that it's so outrageous. And that is something that I do enjoy very much too. And I do think I, you know, I don't know. I guess I think comedy can blend well with anything, but I think comedy and horror in particular can be very fun. Like there's a juxtaposition there that is just very enjoyable for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're taking two wildly different and, and opposite aspects and they're, they're managing to combine them in a way that you kind of only can in well to some degree in real life but um it, you know it it's unexpected 
uh, things that just break tension or mm-hmm. that, you know, or create tension unexpectedly. Um, so you, you can have those, those two opposites working uh, together in, in interesting ways. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that's, that's kind of the fun of it. Um, oh, absolutely. And you need, yeah, I think that you need that in real life too, right? Like you have to be able to find laughter at a funeral, you know, like in this human experience, you have to be able to like be in the difficult things and find the joyful moment. Right. So like, I, I do like that element to it as well. Right. That it's, you are blending it again. Maybe it's, you know, in a fictional and more outrageous and more, um, you know, crazy way, but you can relate it back to your individual life and, and being able to sort of hold those dueling emotions in difficult situations. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, I mean, things that were, were just the things that are, more likely to be possible are the things that tend to stress me out. Um, so, so those are the ones that I don't watch as much, like psychological horror. That that's why I don't. Oh, I see what you're saying. That um, yeah. But but the stuff that's more outlandish, I tend to gravitate towards because mm-hmm. it's just, you know, how likely is that to happen tomorrow? <laughs> right. Um, you know, but that's a nice thing so, about horror too. Like, no, I don't yeah. need to know more about what we're actually, you know, I, I think that's where maybe some of, I think there is with true crime right now. And I don't know if maybe other people feel that, but I think there's a certain mm-hmm. amount of like um, exhaustion with it and that people are, you know, looking more mm-hmm. for the escapism element that, right. that, that horror does have to, to offer, you know, not so much looking at the like, okay, yeah, we humans can be really, terrible to each other and do awful things very aware of yeah. that let me go see a, a a monster that comes out of the ocean that can only not eat you if you are drunk right like but yeah listen, i mean thank you right it's 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 things like that that but i i can appreciate watching a you know giant ant back in the 50s or um oh how fun are those yeah, or or the latest Kaiju movie or whatever, because how likely is that to happen tomorrow? Not very. You know, how likely is something like violence of the land to happen tomorrow? Turn on the news. Mm-hmm. You know, um Yeah. So it's 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 really wild to see that depending on the kind of fiction, yeah, it, it can really hold a mirror up to life. Um and that that's the kind of stuff I kinda of don't like. But if the story is good enough, um, it's interesting to explore um, some of the psychology sometimes, but mm-hmm. rarely do I really want to do that. No, you want to go into the things that are more fun. And yeah. I, you know, I do. That's something that one of the reasons I do really love monster movies. And, you know, yeah. I don't know if you know the movie that I was referencing, The Grabbers yeah. is this like weird I think it was on Netflix years ago. It's this like, there is a like alien sea creature monster thing that like can't eat you if you're drunk. You're poisonous to them if you're drunk. So this island of Scottish people um, gets themselves holed up in a bar to figure out how to defeat the monster and also get plastered. And I think that's just, it. you know what I mean? That's my kind of horror movie right there, right? Yeah. Like, how are we going to defeat this thing? I don't know. We got to get blitz first and then we'll figure it out. 
I mean, that's terrific. Um, somebody came up with that. Somebody put it together. came up with that. Yeah. And, and yep. other people, it was fantastic. Um, you know, that, that, that's a great thing. Um, you know, that's something I could get behind, you know? Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, those, those things are, um, and, and, you know, watching what you mentioned Netflix, what's cool about Netflix to me is all these really wild foreign films that are coming through. Um, we're, we, we've, we've seen some really cool, um, foreign horror, mm-hmm. um, right to Bhutan. I don't like zombie movies very much, but I love that movie. That's a great movie. And it's, in my opinion, one of the best zombie movies I've ever seen. Um, you know, stuff like that. There was, uh, I don't remember if it's called Troll Hunter or something like that. That was, uh, was it Norwegian? Troll Hunter. Like that? That was, yeah, uh, yeah. oh, I want to say Norwegian or Icelandic. Um, yeah. I, I watched that one. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I know they, they redid a version of it, an American yeah. version of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was an amazing movie that I didn't expect at all. Um, so there, there's some really great stuff coming from other countries. And I want to see a, um, you know, see more of it because. Mm-hmm. The ideas that other people have, their folklore, their culture. Yes. I'm into it. You know, I, I think it's Very really wild to see. Yeah. Because the things that we have here, sure, you know, we're we're exposed to, you know, our, our own cultural phenomenon and stuff like that, but not so much other places. You know, mm-hmm. seeing um a lot of these like Krampus type movies coming out. I um, love Krampus. My, I, the, yeah. Krampus night yeah. is two nights before my, uh, it's the night before my birthday. And so like so, Krampus is like, I feel like just one of my like soul fam friends kind of thing. like, I love the lore of Krampus. I yeah. just think it is so fun. And that, I don't know if you've ever looked up like the parades that they do and, oh, yeah. and the and, like, mask they make mm-hmm. and the get up that they have amazing and it's what's it like just looking at other cultures right and something that is very interesting is how they have these festivals that have these really very very terrifying very grotesque you know Mm -hmm. and and children are there and it's you know isn't that interesting like you couldn't do that in america like how many helicopter moms you know no offense helicopter moms but like how many people would pick up a bus like this is too scary for you to have in public and like in another country it's like well we do this every year what are you talking about and so but like again like it is interesting to see those those differences and that diversity and that is something that i also love about because when you're talking about foreign film i thought about let the right one in um you know which they Mm. the foreign word and they did an american version let me in later you know the child Mm. vampire thing but I, i i do love the original versions of those things because they maintain something about the cultural lore that's attached to that area, right? That is different than what we experience here. And that is something that I do think is really interesting. It's, you know, you get to, you kind of get to learn while you're being entertained and, and more to the point of the escapism, you kind of sometimes end up going down a rabbit hole of, well, what is this all about? I need to know more about this lore. What is this monster and this thing in, in this, other culture it's it is it's very interesting 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I really like that about not being so walled off um, mm-hmm. to, to other countries, to other cultures. You know, I, I'd love to see more stuff come out of, um, you know, Asia, some of the Eastern European countries, um, mm-hmm. you know, South uh, like the, the African countries. I would love to see more horror come out of those places because I don't know too much about them. And I know that they have some really good folklore. Absolutely. Um, so to, to sort of see people putting those stories together that we really don't have any idea about, there's plenty to, to explore there. Um, and there's plenty of new themes, new ideas that we've never experienced. Mm-hmm. You know, we get a lot of same over and over again in, in many different ways. Um, because, because let's face it, when we when when we make movies, we have ideas, and those ideas are based on our experiences. If our experiences are limited, then those ideas are going to be limited. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, when we when we expand outward and, and explore other places, other cultures, um, you know, those limitations sort of fade away, and now we have more opportunities for more interesting stories and fascinating stuff that we may have never considered. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really look forward to seeing a lot more of that stuff. And, um, you know, now that we are, um, now that Slasher is available basically globally, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited to see more people from other places come in, um, you know, we haven't really made much of a push for it, but, you know, this is something that I, I, I look forward to quite a bit. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, I, I love that. I love the idea of like bringing an international community in because that is absolutely true. What you're saying that, you know, our our lore, our storytelling is limited in the sense of it's what we're used to. Right. But yeah. there are these like other ideas and other things available that we haven't thought of that. Mm-hmm are sort of, you know, like staples or traditions in, in other cultures. And that is something that is very exciting to explore because there's so much possibility there, right? For it. Yeah. So that is, what what sort of things would you do with Slasher TV to sort of expand that um, you know, internationally a little bit? Like what would, what would you say would be something that that you would be working on in that realm? I mean, there's, there's nothing specific. It really just comes down to getting in front of those audiences in those other countries. Um, that's really all it boils down to is it, just creating awareness. Um, you know, we're, we're there, um, but I, I don't know how it goes to, uh, yeah, people are at this point. Um, so it really, it just kind of comes down to uh, doing what we do and, and, reaching out to those people and, and putting ourselves in front of them more. Oh, for sure. And I'm excited to see where that goes. I think it's great. And, you know, again, with the way that you've set up Slasher TV, that there is, um, you know, that the sort of graphic visual effects and visuals are allowed. I, I think that is something that would be of benefit. I guess I would say to, to getting people internationally, um, partly because you think of, you know, how else would they get their 
content to American audiences, right? When we do yeah. have a lot yeah. of, I don't know if censorship again is the right word, but like obviously the algorithms of our social media and things like that are, there. as much as there is a lot of like stuff out there that's, I, I think in America, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like there's more of like the sex stuff is more accessible than like gore and horror, horror genre elements, you know? It's a un yeah. unusual uh, facet of America. But I think that, again, just it's a great opportunity for people who wouldn't normally be able to post their content elsewhere, especially probably places and other international places where they also have like heavy censorship of their internet and things like that, right? That it's an outlet or a platform where you can put those things and not be, again, not be censored, not be booted out because you're being too spooky but oh, that's what we're here for that's why we want you right yeah i mean the biggest problem that i've come across here is that horror is terribly censored and i think that mm -hmm. there's a lot of misunderstanding potentially with why it's censored um if you do a search for hashtag horror on facebook or instagram that is incredibly shocking all by itself the result that you get because mm -hmm. they've effectively shadow banned using that hat. um mm -hmm. now they're not making a big fuss about it but you know but if you're in that realm and you're trying to create content yeah. and put it out there in that realm you right. know that it's like you know it's harder for you to get attention you know that yeah. algorithm is not built to support you yeah i mean because not only so the first strike is using something that's R related or using that hashtag because they're calling it out as problematic, very, very direct. Mm -hmm. The other issue is that they use AI for moderation. AI doesn't understand the nuance between special effects and reality. Right. So they're going to shut things down very, very quickly when it comes to, you know, what, what we would perceive as craftsmanship and artistry in yeah. that Um, because we we understand the fact that this is manufactured, it's fiction, it's not real. Um, AI doesn't understand that at this point. Um mm -hmm. so um these are the things that we have to contend with. And and then on top of that, you know, you have to create as somebody on, on social media, you have to create content that is compelling enough to earn being viewed by other people. Because mm -hmm. if you create content that's compelling, people like it, people talk about it, now you're revving that engine. What you're doing is you're basically creating something that generates more ad revenue for them mm -hmm. that they can say, oh, okay, this person's cool. They can help us generate more ad revenue. So we're going to put them in front of more people who already want to see them. So if you aren't helping rev that engine, they don't right. care about putting your content in front of people who said, I want to follow you. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why, you know, I, I don't do things like that right now. Like we're not using posting algorithms to drive up revenue um, I we don't do, use, we don't 
Yeah. I love that. I appreciate that because it's absolutely true what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And when you are creating content and trying to find who your genuine audience is, not who the the ones who can sell stuff say your audience ought to be, right? Right. It can become yeah. very frustrating. Mm -hmm. And and so like I really do think I'm so excited about what you're doing because I think that it's revolutionary in the sense of giving people that sort of the idea, at least, that it, you can create your own community and platform. You don't have to adhere to the, the Instagram, the Facebook, the TikTok. They're great. Go ahead, do it. But like, uh, really, what a revolutionary thing to say, I'm going to create my own social community app. I'm going to create my own space for my niche thing that is that is not being necessarily supported or seen on these other. Yeah, I don't know. Can we say corporate with and and not get ourselves in trouble? You understand what I'm saying? I it, it is it's yeah way to show people that if there's not a space, the brilliant thing about the 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 access we have to technology today is that we can create that space for ourselves, right? And yeah. and. What a great thing. And, and I do. I think it's great because it gives other people who might be looking for a space, even if it's not necessarily in horror, right? Like, look at what you've done. You can absolutely build a community and, and a platform and an outlet for what you're truly trying to do and put out there. And you can, you know, if, if, if the powers that be will not create it for you, create it for yourself. I just like that is such an amazing thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's wild to me to to see how social media has evolved since the days of like Friendster and stuff like that, or even just like oh AOL. You know, I mean, like things were very very different. Um, and I think what what happened is they've gotten so caught up in turning people into unpaid employees to create all of this content that's generating them ad revenue, mm -hmm. that they've lost focus on things that are actually important. Um, you know, while, while a lot of these companies are, yeah. um, are favoring negativity and arguments and, you know, dissent and things like that, I'm doing the exact opposite. I'm trying to remove all of the threat and the nonsense and the garbage that people just don't need to deal with all the, I mean, really, it the comes things down that make social media very stressful and bad for your mental health, right? Like right. that's yeah. not what you actually want to use it for. I really right. have to just say, I want to repeat what you said because I love it. Unpaid employees, like, kind of just a little bit of a mind blown moment. Like you're a content creator and you are putting things out there into the world. You know, you are trying to build your own brand and your own following. And for the platform that you are on, you are nothing more than a cog in the machine that builds their wealth and you're not paid for it unless you find your own following, right? Like, so that idea of just being on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and being an unpaid employee of Instagram or TikTok because you're benefiting mm -hmm. them just by being on there and they don't do anything in return. Yeah. Such a, like, I, I don't think, like, that's a perspective that I think is useful honestly for people to to look at it that way especially when you're someone who's again a creative person trying to put your stuff out there i mean i like the um lots of well 
independent people who are just trying to create. They're trying to do something that they love. They're trying to create things, make things, whether it's a book, a movie, podcast, art, mm -hmm. um, music. You know, it's incredibly difficult for people to find following or to, well, there's no such thing as finding a following. Let's face that. Um, the truth is you are either doing something so well and putting so much effort into it that it's basically a full-time job for, for some of these mainstream social platforms, or you are paying to get in front of people. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, if you're working for it or you're paying for it, those are the two ways that, that they're allowing it to happen. Um, you know, with, with me, I don't have algorithms for how many people will see your post. It, it, it's a matter of how many friends do you have and how much stuff did, did those people post? Stuff is chronological, basically. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're not, your stuff is not being hidden or praised based on performance. Right. Um, it's just relevant and, and which conversations are going and which aren't. Um, so really, I'm just trying to create opportunity for people um, who deserve it. Um, that's really what it boils down to is, you know, what kind of opportunity would you like? Would you like to promote your work? Would you like to make more friends? Would you like to have a cool conversation? Would you like to find, mm -hmm. you know, movies you might not have heard of or books or something like that? Um, and not necessarily the ones that the algorithm has approved, but yeah. finding things that you're actually genuinely would be interested in. And that's a great right. thing too, because, you know, having it built and set up the way you do, there's more opportunity for things that are sort of hidden gems or not known by people that might be really great books, movies, content, art, and that like, because they don't fit into the mainstream of what is profitable, right you might not find otherwise, right? And I think that's really great too, because it, it there is so much amazing content being created that people aren't necessarily seeing, you know? And yeah. again, as creative people, and I think you're hitting on this really well too, it's we don't want to have to spend our time and energy in the space of that hustle culture effort, right? Yeah. You want right, to be right. taking your time creating the things that you're actually really passionate about and and really being able to put your energy and your effort into making that thing you're creating the best quality it can be, not having to divert your energy, attention, and effort to, well, how am I going to market this in the right way? How am I going to present this in the right way to be able to get attention in the places that yeah. we all think you're supposed to be getting attention from? Right, right. I'm, you're wrong. I'm not saying, you know, that that's the be-all, end-all, but what I am saying is, can be easier, can be better. Um, I don't think that making, I think that figuring out how to squeeze every single penny out of people should be the priority, you know, mm -hmm. which is to be hard for a lot of the mainstream. Right. Um, I think that it's more important to give people things that they actually enjoy and benefit from and, you know, find ways to work with them. But to know that some of these platforms are actually, you know, factoring dissent and, you know, negativity and hate and arguments and things like that, 
Mm-hmm. Well, you know, slasher's rules are built on respect for one another. That's it. Um, you know, it's, it's to keep things fun, to keep things enjoyable for everybody and to eliminate all the nonsense that just doesn't need to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are plenty of places to do that. Go to Twitter, go to Facebook and you right. all the junk there that you could possibly want to, you know, revel in. Mm-hmm. But Blasher is not that place. It, it really, you know, I'm part of this audience. I understand this, 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 you know, group of people, you know, because I'm just, I'm one thing and that's it. Mm. Um, so I just took a look at all the things that I didn't like in these other places and said, okay, how do we eliminate? How do we make this relaxing, fun and what it should be? Um, and it was really just, okay, so these are the ways that we do this. We create these, these rules and these guidelines and everything and, you know, offer them up to people, keep it simple doesn't have to be complicated Mm -hmm. um you know but of course you know when the one thing that i will say though it it's hard for people who create things and 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 sell their work um to to make it i will say that social media even though it it can be a good resource um it can be a free resource is not the only way to do things Anybody who is trying to run a business needs to have a marketing plan. And I'm talking to all the filmmakers, all the authors, all the podcasters, all mm-hmm. the musicians, all the artists. If you're trying to run a business, marketing is it. You can't just expect to be the creative person and pass it off to somebody else because those people don't really exist until you've proven yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so learn the marketing, understand how the things work. Um, and, and, you know, how to achieve your goal, goal, find the path, you know, social media is a great way to do it, but it is not the only way, mm-hmm. um, it um, just because it's not designed that way. Um, so, you know, and, and. This is stuff that we're going to eventually be building out more is more support for these people who want to promote their and want to be in front of more people. Um, you know, this is part of the plan. Um, it's really, how can we find more ways to connect people mm-hmm. is, is the fundamental value here, right? And it's, it's for whatever reason. Whether it's just, like I said, people want to just make friends. They want to talk to people about horror. They want to find new movies. Um, they want to promote their work. Whatever it may be, it's still a matter of connecting people. Um, and, you know, we're, we're constantly looking at ways and I'm coming up with ways to, to do that. And, you know, over time, I'm going to start implementing them and making it easier for authors to be in front of people, for filmmakers to be in front of people. For, for podcasts to be in front of people, you know, to get those listens up, to get those downloads up, to get those, you know, sales up. Because our fans want more, you know, we want, I want to see movies, right. well, to see the art, they want to listen to the music, but, you know, they want to listen to, they want to read the books. So why not make those connections easier? And 
you know, it's important for me to have these people who especially and create good to give them the opportunity to do this. Um, because not only does it give people an opportunity to do what they love, but also to give people who want it the opportunity to have it. You um, know, that, and that's kind of one of the things that, again, you know, I sort of talk about on my podcast a lot, the idea yeah. that we as humans kind of forget sometimes that we are nature every bit as much as the things we call nature right. are. And we, there is a certain amount of harmonious interaction that we're sort of missing out on here because we forget that the things that you really want to do that you're passionate about, if you want to create horror because that's what you're really passionate about, in the sense of nature and harmony, that's your purpose. That's your place in the ecosystem. You're passionate about it because it's what you're meant to do. And it's because there is an audience out there looking for it, right? right. Like right. nature does not create a need for something that, you know, the nature doesn't create anything superfluous, right? There's, if, if you yeah. have this thing that you want to put out into the world, it's because there's somebody out in the world who's looking for it. Right. Right. And and we forget that a little bit, I think. And, you know, we sort of separate ourselves from that element and think that we have to, like, squish ourselves into a box. Right. And fit yeah. whatever society's standards are for what we should be doing instead of really following the thing that is our highest joy. And, yes. you know, yeah. if we would just follow our highest joy, you would find the right audience. And, and because they're out there looking for what it is that you have or you wouldn't want to create it. Like, that's how nature works. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah, there's, there's, it's too complicated. There's too many roadblocks to get, you know, to, to get down that path. Um, that really, in my opinion, just don't need to be there. Um, things can be made easier. Um, you know, it just depends on, you know, what things look like in the surrounding. Oh, look, I might be saying this today and I might find three years from now, Things are very, very different. I might have challenges to, to handle and, and figure out, okay, now there are so many people who are trying to do this that nobody can be found. How do I handle it? You know, and in my opinion, it's not going to be, I don't think the answer is going to be, well, charge more money. Um, I think the answer is going to be understand who is interested in what better. Um, you know, and having a, a, a three-dimensional understanding of the individual mm-hmm. who has wants and needs is really the best way to do that. Um, you know, but again, I, I'm not facing that right now. It's something that I am thinking about and trying to sort of plan ahead to some degree, but I haven't gotten to the first step yet to see how people are going to react to it. So really it's going to come down to, okay. I'm putting something out there that I believe will do the things that people need it to do. And, you know, I just need to see how they're going to take through it, how they're going to react to it, how it's going to work for them. And then I'll refine as I go. Um, but, you know, I, I, I can see that things can get complicated in, in ways like that, but, you know, Thinking about it now is, is helpful because then it'll take less time to handle it later on, you know, because I could say, okay, this happened in this way. I expected that that might have happened. So now, okay, here's how we deal with it without, 
you know, doing what the mainstream social media has right. done. Right, without, without compromising what you really want, which is to have right. a open space for people to really share yeah. what they're doing. I mean, I think there's more value in giving people what they actually want and need versus forcing people to pay more. Because at the end of the day, I think that if you're doing what people want and need, the the audience will find you. I mean, that's, or, I, you yeah. know, it's again, you know, something yeah. I say all the time, but there are literally billions of people on this planet. It's not possible that there's not enough for you to have an audience, you know, like it's yeah. just not possible. And, right. you know, again, it, it's that idea of you, what you're talking about, I think is something that people are so very thirsty for that. It doesn't have to be so complicated. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, this idea of like, there are just so many gatekeepers to whether or not you succeed in the things that you really want to be doing in life. You know, yeah. we don't have to believe in that and you can create a space. I think that's part of it. This is, and what I really do, again, just enjoy about what you're doing is that you're not looking at it in a sense of I'm trying to fight against or compete with social media or anything like that. No, I'm trying to create something that is different, that has the energy and, and the opportunity contained in it that I am looking to make available to people, right? right. And it's 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 about focusing on the element of community and collaboration rather than focusing on that element of competition, chasing the dollar, chasing the following, chasing the numbers, right. you know? And again, that sort of hustle culture, right? It's because yes. I agree with you a hundred percent. Things Things are made so much more complicated and difficult than they really need to be. And- mm -hmm. You know, I, again, I just think that what you're doing is such a great thing, especially because it shows, hey, people, we can, if, if, if social media and the things that exist are, you know, they're great tools and you can't avoid them to some extent, but mm -hmm. if they're not providing what you need, you can go and you can make that new thing that is what you need. And you're not the only one who's looking for it. Right, right. I mean, we, we live in a world that is, so complex these days um, that it's it, it feels like anything you want to do takes such a great amount of effort to just understand how to yes. do it, how to how to get to where you want to go, what pieces need to be in place, um, you know, and there are fundamentals that exist out there that really haven't taken. It's just the way to the, the way that they work on has mm -hmm. well, that's not the way that they work, but it, it's well, the, the details the tools that available, right? Yeah, the, it, there's it's so fundamental. It's the details that change, right? Um, and it can be very overwhelming too when you're a creator to try to find what is what path would work best for me and my work. Right, right. Boils down, you know. Now are people going to spend their time? Well, there's the time that you want to spend, time that you need to spend, and the time that you have to spend, well, the time that you want to spend, the time that you need. Um, most people focus on the time that they want. Um, because if more people were doing the things that they need to, they would find things easier. And not, not necessarily easier, but they would find better understanding of how to do the things they want mm -hmm. um, and, and being able to get there 
um, without so much struggle. Because not to say that it's easy to do, but it's easier if you know, if you understand how to do it, you know. Um, I'm not a mechanic, but if I understood how to change my oil, I would, I would change my oil and save that money. It would cost me the time, but would it, you know, to go somewhere, bring the car, sit there, you know, that's time. Um, then I have to pay for it money. So, you know, and, and it's time to make that money. So it's, how much time, it, how many resources am, am I spending on? It's right. You know, no, that's, it's an interesting um, sort of accounting that you have to do for yourself. Like whether it's right. an energy of, you know, dollars and energy of my time and, and, you know, I, it's again, where am I placing and prioritizing? And right, no, that right. is, it and, makes a lot of sense because as a creative person, again, how much time is spent on my craft and how much time am I spending trying to get people to see my craft? Right. So, and, and where is the benefit? Where, yeah. where do you maximize the benefit? How do you maximize the benefit? Right. 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 About your, your goal, right. If, if you want to sell thousand copies of your book, reverse engineer it. How do you sell a thousand copies? What do you need to do? Over what period of time do you plan to do it? If you plan to take a hundred years, do it. Fantastic. You could sell 10 books a year. Um, right. But if you want to do it in a month, you have to sort of refine how you're going to, what that path looks like. Um. So, and it all boils down to how you're spending your time. Um, you know, if you're spending time making money that you'll spend to pay somebody else to do it, cool, that'll work. Um, but if you're not spending money on it, you're not spending time on it, you're not doing anything because you're only making the product. You're not reaching the goal. Um, and that doesn't work. And, you know, I see too many people doing that. And it's unfortunate um, because they, they, people seem to believe there's a magic pill. Um, and well, I mean, there is time or money. Um, and Wait, which one are you putting into it? Right. And, and I, I think people just don't want to believe that because there are all these people that make these outlandish claims. And at the, the end of the day, if it's too, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Right. Um, so that's why I think it's important for people to educate themselves on reaching their goal. You know, if you want to do something, understand how to do it as completely as you can, because, you know, um, if you, if you're, if you're going away somewhere, if you're going on a trip somewhere, right, you don't stop halfway on the trip to get to your destination and then turn back, do you? No. You keep right. going until right. you get to your destination. The same concept. It's just that people don't look at it that way. Um, you know, you can't you can't take a trip without movement, without you know making progress to, toward your destination. Um, you have a car with three wheels, and and one of them is, is gone. It's not going to work. Um, right. So it really just boils down to making sure that you have what you need to get and persist, get there, like go. Um, and that's just one of the things I'm very passionate about is just seeing people who are 
creators really understand the full scope of what's necessary. Um, it's great to have talent, but it sucks when it's just not realized or, or mm -hmm. not utilized with potential. Um, so, you know, things like that are, it's a point thing to see. And I feel badly because they understand it. I've been there myself and it, mm -hmm. it, um, but I think, well, again, you know, having so many ideas in your head and not necessarily knowing which one to focus on and follow all the time, because you have, you know, so many, so many passions, so many interests, so many things that you really want to be able to put out into the world. Um, yeah. but you know, again, that is so much also the value of something that is like what you're building that is very specific to this genre, right? Because there is so much out there and available and there is so much sort of like, you know, pinball yeah. machine bouncing around that you can do if you're looking at like something broader and more general. But like if horror is where you want to be, like look at here is a platform available to you and you can really focus in on those things, right? And you don't have yeah. to be sifting through all of the other things that are on whatever social media platform or whatever other platform you're on, right. you can dive into what you want to be seeing, you know? Right. And so I, again, I just, I love this idea. I really think that this is something that is definitely destined to grow and be really a great example, I think, to people of what you can do if, if you really see that need for a community around what you're passionate about, you can absolutely build it. It is possible. Yes. And, you know, again, just I really do think that it's a great thing what you're doing. I'm so excited to see you grow and expand it and to go on there and play around and meet new awesome people. Because really, I just, again, the community building element when you are a creative person and to have the the support even of just knowing that you're not the only one out there who's trying to do a thing, right? It's mm -hmm. so very valuable. It is so very, and and that you have information that is also useful to people, right? Yeah. That they can come here and it's camaraderie and community, but also tools and resources. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, what a great example to people. If If you build it, they will come. I believe that that is true. Well, just one thing to that. Um, I, I hate to rain on that parade, but everyone tries. Um, don't worry. But no, I, I believe if you build it, it can be great, mm -hmm. right? But what you need to do is people need to know. Right. That's the missing link. If, if you I, build it, meet the people, then they will come. So that's the part that I find a lot of people are just leaving out because i used to believe that and then i built it no one yeah no i get you i understand what you're saying but that's again you know the value of, of what you're doing and putting out there is is the yeah. example and is the tools and, and the resources for people who might yeah. need whatever that extra step is again there there are the roadblocks that don't need to be in the way and if you right. can right if you can show that to people and if you can be sort of a guiding light in the sense of showing people that, you know, it can be easier, it can be less complicated. Maybe that is all that is required for some people. You know, again, there's there's the yeah. mindset element too that if you can just get yourself shifted into the right space, you can then be yeah. acting out of the right space, right? 
Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's really the hope for all this is, is to really just help people. And if, if I can help people achieve things they want to achieve, that's amazing. Um, you know, but it, it, there's a lot to it and I'm, I'm still, there's a lot to learn. You know, everybody has their own goals and ambitions and everything. And it's like, okay, well, I understand the end result. Um, but there, there's a lot of details in between, mm-hmm. um, in, in order to facilitate some of that stuff. So these are the things that I'm constantly refining and figuring out. And it's like, all right, well, the goal is relatively simple, but there's nuance to that. There are details that, that you know, um, a lot of in the mix to think about as time goes on and as something mm-hmm. new is discovered. Um, and it's cool. It, it, it's exciting and fun to have the opportunity to even attempt something like this. And, you know, I'm, I'm very confident in, in where we are right now. I'm very comfortable in the space. And I do like to see, you know, how many more things we can do and, and help people be successful. Um, yeah, I think that's really it. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see it. I think it's going to be great. I, I am already enjoying playing around in there. And I I think it's just going to grow and blossom into just the most magnificent black rose type flower on the interwebs. So I do, I like always want to be respectful of everyone's time. I want to thank you so, so much for joining me. Please, please do tell the audience how to find you, where to go. So Flasher is available on uh, the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store for Android and iOS. Uh, It's also available through www.flasher.tv. And you can find us at at the Slasher app on Instagram, X, Facebook, YouTube, and all the other wonderful places. All the other wonderful places you can find it. Well, thank you so much. Damon Bellagreca. Slasher TV app. If you are a horror fan, please do go look at it because it's really an exciting community you're building. And I think it is going to be a beautiful success. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Hi again, friends. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the No Small Stories podcast. Do check out the links below in the description so you can find more information on this episode's guests. And if you would like to, and if you'd like to support more episodes of the No Small Stories podcast, you can become a patron. Find us on Patreon.com/slash/NoSmallStories. Do also follow us on Instagram at No Small Stories Podcast, and don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, leave a review, do all those wonderful things that you awesome listeners can do. Until next time, friends. Remember, no matter how small you start. Your story is always a big deal to us.